We begin today in the bottom of Daf Yudalar Amud Beis, three lines from the bottom of the Yamad. Because the Gemara mentioned here the four that went into Pardis, and one of them was Ben Zaymeh, so the Gemara brings up a few interesting questions that were asked by, to Ben Zaymeh. Shalu as Ben Zaymeh. Ben Zaymeh was asked the following question Mahu Lisrusi Kalbe. Are you allowed to be Mesaris, a dog? castrate a dog, and the reason why this is a question, as Rashi here says, is because when you look in the Pasuk where it speaks about the Iser, to be Misaris, even an animal, it's speaking there about Karbanis. So maybe this would only apply to an animal that's a carbon, or an animal that could be used as a carbon, and Rashi says, or at least it should be an animal that you could exchange it for another animal as a carbon. The halacha regarding a dog is, if that if you own a dog and someone else exchanges your dog with another animal, you can't even use the mechir kelev, it's called, an exchange of a dog for a carbon. So if so, maybe this halacha of sirus does not apply to a dog. That was the question I asked him. Amalahem, so Ben Zayma answered, Uva'artzachem loisasu. In the Pasuk there, by the Isra of sirus, it says, in your land this should not be done, which means kol shav'artzachem. Any animal in the land, loisasu, it should not be done, including even a dog as well. Another question, Shalos Ben Zayma. The question was asked to Ben Zayma. Besula sheibra maulikayin gadol. A besula, she's still a besula, still a virgin, but at the same time she's pregnant. How that's possible? The Gemara is going to explain right now. But the question is whether she can get married to a kayin gadol or not. The halacha by a kayin gadol is that she has to be a besula, but over here she's pregnant. So she, could she get married to a kayin gadol or not? The question is mi chayshinon l'dishmuel. Are we chayshish for what Shmuel said, which is the Alma Shmuel, Shmuel said, Yochel ani livoil kama bi'ilois beloidam. I could be boil, I could have relations, and I can do it in a way that it's going to be, there'll be no blood, and therefore she'll still remain a basula, at least physically, but really she's already a bula. So Shmuel said that he was able to do this. So if he's able to do this, we see that maybe we have to be chayshish, that this girl, which is still a basula, but she's pregnant, so obviously she's not really a basula anymore. She's, she's already a baula, so therefore she won't be allowed to get married to a kohen gadol. Or the Gemara says, maybe we don't have to be chayshish for this that Shmuel said, because the Shmuel lo This that Shmuel says that he's able to have a relation in a way that the girl, there's no dam at all, and she remains a, uh, like a basula, that's an uncommon thing to be able to do this, and therefore we're not chayshish for this. So the Gemara says, Amalahu, Ben Zayma answered, the Shmuel loishchiach. What Shmuel said that he was able to do, that's very uncommon. So rather, how did she become pregnant? What are we chayshish for? What happened over here? The chayshinon shema be'ambati ibra. What we're chayshish for is that it's possible that she was in a bath, and there was a man in this bath before her, and there was zera in the bath that entered into her body, and that caused her to become pregnant. So it's interesting, apparently this is something that would be more common even than what Shmuel said, and that's what Rechayshish for happened. But could that be possible? Could you become pregnant in such a way? Shmuel said, You have the zera that comes from a man and it doesn't come out like an arrow. So then it could not cause a woman to conceive and become pregnant. So you can't say that in a bath she became pregnant. So the Gemara answers, no, it is possible. 
It doesn't have to be yoyde kechetz into the woman's body, but it has to be yoyde kechetz when it, when it came out from the man's body, so it comes out like an arrow, then that's a zera that has the ability, the potency to create a pregnancy. But the pregnancy could happen even if she was in a bath and a, and a, and a man was there before. So therefore, this is what Rechayshish happened when you see a basula that's pregnant. And we're not Rechayshish for the fact that she's a baula. Gemara goes back, to the, the, the answer that uh, that we're not that she's a bula because what Shmuel said that he could be boiled without dam is not motzi is not common so instead that what happened is that she became pregnant in a in a uh, now in a bath in a bathhouse so she's considered a basula she's still considered to be a basula correct yeah yeah. Dr. and Abraisa we learned another thing about Ben Zayma, and this is going back into the Eilam Esol Yainim. Maiseh Rabbi Shua ben Hananya shaya oimed agav maile baharabais. Rabbi Shua ben Hananya was standing on a step by the harabais. V'ra'o ben Zayma. And ben Zayma was sitting there and he saw him. V'lo yomad molofonav. And he didn't get up for Rabbi Shua ben Hananya. He was pushed very fatracht. He was sitting and thinking to himself and he didn't even notice. He didn't get up for Rabbi Shua ben Hananya. Omar Loi, so Rabbi Shubachananya says to Benzaime, Meayin Ulaayin Benzaime. From where are you coming and to where are you going, Benzaime? In other words, he was asking him, as Rashi says, you look like you're very, very uh, deep into your thoughts. What are you thinking about? Omar Loi, so Benzaime answered him, Saifa Yisi, what I was looking at was in my mind, Beimayim al Yainim, Lamayim Atachtainim. So it says in creation, the second day of creation, they wish to separate it that there's waters below and there's waters above that are in the Rakia. So I was looking to see when they come, when they meet, when the Mayim Al-Yanim and Mayim Tachtanim, they meet with one another, what's the space that's between them? And I saw that that between the water above and the water below, the, the space that there is, is Ela Shalish Etzboyez Bulvad. Only three finger breaths, that's all. Shanamar and Israel was, because it says, by creation, the spirit of the Abisha is hovering above the water. What does this mean? Like a dove that, that hovers above a nest of her children. But the yaina that hovers there does not actually touch. But the, 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 the mother, the yaina, comes very low and hovers right above, just within three finger breaths to the nest. So it's similar also with the mayim al yaina, mayim tachtainim, when it, when it meet, when the, in the place where they meet, they're very close. It's interesting because he brings the right he was thinking about it, or he yeah, came to this conclusion. Or, okay, so the Gemara says, "Amalehan, Rabbi Yeshua le Talmidov." Rabbi Yeshua said to his students about what Ben Zayim said. Adayin Ben Zayim mibachutz. Ben Zayim is still on the outside on this topic. He didn't. He didn't understand this correctly, and he said as follows: The raya that he brought from the pasuk is bechlal not a raya. Mechti, let's see what is the pasuk there saying. That the spirit of the Eibush hovers above the water. Amos have When does that pasuk say? That's a pasuk that says right at the beginning, the first day. But Havdala, the separation of the waters above and below, it was in the second day. The chsiv, it says, the separation between the waters above and below on the second day. So how can you bring a raya from the pasuk that it says in the first day regarding this subject? It's, it's obviously talking about something else. It's not related to this. So the Gemara asks, so how much is the gap, the space that there is between the water above and the water below? said, Mamish a tiny drop, Nima, like a like a hair, a hair breath. Rabban gave a different example also from something that's like very Mamish a tiny drop, de Gamlo. It's like the boards that you have in a bridge 
to cross over a river. So you have a bridge and there's two boards and you place the two boards down right near each other. But there has to be some tiny space between these two boards. So it's the same thing with the waters above and below. There's a tiny space between them. The space is like two garments, two that are right one on top of the other. So there's also some tiny space between them. That's the space. Others say that he said, You have two cups and you turn over one cup on top of the other cup. You place it on top, upside down on the top of the other cup. There's a tiny amount of space that's between those two cups. That's the space between the waters above and the waters below. Now the Gemara comes back to Acher, the next piece of the Gemara. Most of the Gemara here will speak about Acher. So we had before in the Braise, it said, Acher kitzitz benetis, that Acher, he went into the Pardis. And then he went off the way, kitzitz benetis means he cut off what was planted, meaning that he went off in a bad way. All of our regarding him, the Postic says, Altitan espicha lachti es besorcha, that don't allow your mouth to cause you to sin. So Mahi, what is it that happened? What caused Acher to go off on the way, from, his, from the way? Chaza mitatrain, he saw malach metat. That's usually the way it's uh, brought in Chsidis. It brings it, this malach, it actually says that the Arizal would not even <coughs> pronounce the name fully. This malach metat is uh, higher than the levels of all the other malachim, as we'll see here. So what he saw was when, when Acher went up in the, in the Pardas, Lamailan, Ailam so what he saw is that the Yisyahivalator Shusa, Lemesev, Lemichtev, Zachvasid Yisrael, that he was given permission to sit and to write the merits of the Yidin. So he saw a Malach sitting. Omar, so he said, Gemira, but we know we have a tradition, We know that above, there's nobody, there's no thing of sitting, none of the Malachim are able to sit, no Tachris, no competition amongst them, they don't have a back, there's, every side is their face, and there's no tiredness there as well. So he's trying to understand how is it possible that he sees that there's a Malach that's sitting. Does this mean that there's two, there's two Rishuyas, there's, there's the Eibishter, and then there's a Malach Matat that also has a power here, that, that he's sitting as well? That was, the, that was what he saw that brought him to this big question. What happened after this? So they took Malach Matat out and they gave him 60 fiery lashes. Because of what he caused, that he was sitting, and, and, and now Acher saw this and caused him to have these kinds of uh, thoughts of apicorsis. Or Malay, and they said to Malach Metat, when they were giving him the lashes, my time, why is it that Kichaziz say, when you saw Acher was coming here, like, why didn't you get up in front of him? And it's Yahivas, okay, so that, that was the time on Matat. In other words, they were t- saying to Matat, if you knew that Acher is coming here, you shouldn't have sat in order that Acher should have these terrible thoughts. And the Mepharshim explained why, why Taka was Matat sitting. If it says that there's a Taka tradition, that above there is no Yeshiva, so how is it that he was sitting? So from here is the Raya that Malach Matat is different than all the other Malachim. He's on a higher level, and by him there is an Indian of Yeshiva to be able to be sitting. Then what happened? Because Akhir is the one that caused that Matat, so to speak, did something wrong and he got these lashes. Now the permission was given to Malach Matat to erase all of the merits of Akhir. And following this, a Baskov came out from heaven and said, Return all the children that are going off the way, that stray away. Besides, Akhir does not have the ability to do tshuva. So this was a result of what Akhir caused for him. 
That's when Acher heard this baskel. Omar, so he said to himself, So since this person is being pushed away, he's being expelled from the ability to return and to do tshuva, from even from the world to come as well, let him go out and at least enjoy and have pleasure in this world. So now Nofak Acher went out the Tarbis and he started doing terrible things. Nafak, he went out, Ashkach Zaina, he found a Zaina, Tova, he proposed to her to have relations with her. Omra she said to him, Alisha ben are you not the Tana Alisha ben Avuya? Well, how, how, how are you asking me for such a thing? So just to show her what, what he was doing, so Akar Pugla Mimeshre Bishabis, he pulled out a radish from the row of, of, of the, in the field where it grows on Shabbos, and Viyavala, and he gave it to her. Amrasha, when she saw this, he was Mechal Shabbos, so she said, Achiru, this is not, this is a different person, this can't be the Alisha ben Avuya. So this is where he got his nickname of Achir, because he became like a different person. Ashol Achis Rabmeyer, he asked Rabmeyer a question, this was La'achashi Yotza Latar Bisro, after he went out to Latar Bisro when he began doing Avedis. So Malay, he said to Rabmeyer as follows, what's the meaning of the Pasuk that it says, Gamazelu Mazel Asolakim? That Abishta creates in the world this corresponding to this. What, what is this corresponding? What, what does this mean? tells him, everything Hashem created in the world, he created something else similar to it. This was Rabmeis Pshat, which is Bara Harim, he created mountains, Bara Gvois, he created hills similar to mountains. Bara Yamim, he created the seas, Bara Nores, he created rivers as well. So everything in the world sort of has a peer that's similar to it. Amalai, so Acher responded to Rab Meir and said, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbach, Rabbi Kiva, your teacher did not dash in the Pasuk this way. Ella rather, he dash in the Pasuk to mean one corresponding that's sort of against the other. Bara Tzadikim, Bara Rishon. The Eivisha creates Tzadikim in the world. He creates against them, opposite of them, the Rishon. Bara Ganeidim, the Eivisha creates Ganeidim, Bara Ganeidim, he creates the Gehenim. And then, every single person in the world, has two portions. One portion in Ganeiden and one portion in Gehenim. So if you so then you get your portion of Ganeiden and you take your friend's portion in Ganeiden that does not deserve to get his portion. So you can, you'll get your, your friend's portion of Ganeiden. Chayiv Rasha, a Rasha that becomes Chayiv, that he's, he's, he's liable and he cannot get his portion in Ganeiden. So what happens? So he takes the portion of the Tzaddik that will not get his portion of Ganem. The Rasha takes his portion of Ganem and his friend's portion of Ganem. So the Mepharshim said that Rav Meir was asking about this Pasuk and he dashed this to hint about himself. He said, look, I'm already a Rasha. So I'm anyways not getting any Ganeiden anymore. I'm, taking, I'm getting only Ganem. So therefore I might as well enjoy and do what I want in this world. Ah, Barach, this is what Acher was saying here. There's a Taisvis here, by the way, a long Taisvis that brings more details about Acher and all kinds of stories about him. In the, in the beginning, Taisvis brings Mamish terrible things about Acher, that, uh, that he was uh, Mamish a murderer, and he would go into the Bismedrish and pull away the students that were learning the Bismedrish from learning Taira. He would tell them, what are you doing here learning Taira? Instead, go find a, a trade, a job to do, and so on. He would pull away people from learning Taira. Of different things, but in the end, towards the end, somewhere in the middle of it, as Taisus brings over here, that before he passed away, he did do tshuva. Okay, we'll see. There's, there's a lot more coming here in the Gemara and the story of Acher. 
said a similar thing also to Dash in this Indian that a tzaddik gets not only his portion of Ganeiden, my kara, what's another pasuk for this? Gabi tzaddikim ksev, by tzaddikim it says, Lachem ba'artzachem mishne yiroshu. In your land, a double portion you will inherit. So that's the double portion that tzaddik can get, their own chilek of Ganeiden and others from others as well. Gabi rishoim ksev, and also by rishoim it says, Mishne shivroin shivroin. There's a double, a double uh, breaking, they're, they're broken in a double fashion, which is the double Gehenna that they get. Another question Rab Meir asked, that is, asked Rab Meir after he went out to a bad way. What's the meaning of the Pasuk where it says, and this is a mashal on Teireh, it doesn't equal, it's not, you can't match it up to gold or to, to, to glass, and to exchange it with a klipaz, with an expensive keli, made of a kind of a gold. Amalai, so Rav Meir explained to him what this pasuk means. Elu divrei teire. This refers to teire shakoshen liknaisam keklizav. This pasuk is comparing it to gold because it's telling you that it's hard to acquire the words of teire as difficult it is to 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 earn to afford gold and klipaz and also klipaz, another kind of gold. And v'noichin laabdan keklizchuches. And it's very easy to lose words of teire like glass. Glass drops to the floor and it shatters and it breaks and you lose it completely. So you could easily lose the words of teire. So again, Acher told him, no, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, your teacher did not dash in the Pasuk this way. Ella, rather he said, just like it is with gold or glass keli, if they break, even if they break, so it could be fixed, you could do something with it, you can take the gold, you can take the glass, you can melt it and make another keli out of it. Same is also with a Tamad Chacham, even if he sinned, it's something that he could do tshuva and he could fix this. On my law, you see, if so, Rav Meir turned to Acher and said to him, So you as well, why don't you do tshuva? You're a huge Talmud Chacham on such a high level. We can see Acher is one of the people together with Rabbi Kiva that went into the Pardis. So you too do tshuva now. On my law, so Acher said to Rav Meir, I already heard the baskel that came from the other side of the curtain. Everyone could return. Besides Acher that can't return. So how could I come and do tshuva? Taner Abbanam, we learned another story, an interaction between Acher and Abmeyer. Maise, one second, one second. Let me just say, after the story, I'll tell you what the Mepharshim say about that. Maise, ba'acher sh'ayereichev alasus b'Shabbos. So there was a story with Acher that was riding a horse on Shabbos, which is awesome with the Rabbanan. V'hoyer Abmeyer mahalach achrov, and Abmeyer was walking after him. Lul me'tayrem ipiv. He still wanted to learn tayrem from his mouth. So now Achit turned around to Rav Meir and said to him, Go back to where you're coming from. I already estimated with the steps of the horse that up until here is the Tchum of Shabbos, so you can't walk any further. So Rav Meir says to Achit, You also go back. So there's actually two pshatim in Mepharshim about this. Either he meant also regarding Tchom Shabbos. He's telling him, no, you're also a yid. You also can't go out of Tchom Shabbos. Or he was talking to him, like he said before, he was telling him, do tshuva b'chlal. Hamalei, so Aches says to Ravnei, but v'loi kvar Didn't I already tell you? Kvar shamaiti me'acheri ha'parga, that I already heard it was announced. Eshuva bonim shivavim, all those that went off the path can do tshuva. Chutz me'acher. Besides acher, they cannot do tshuva. Okay, we'll see in the continuation of the Gemara that Rav Meir is going to try very, very hard to get into the tshuva. 
and at least in Argamot, it doesn't seem like he succeeded. Like I said, Taisa says that he did do tshuva before he passed away. So the Mepharshim explained two things. First of all, the question is, how could it be that David says that Acha can't do tshuva? Like you asked, that they take away his Bechira. The other question is, what does it mean that Rav keeps on pushing him and asking him to do tshuva? Rav also knew about this Baskal. He already told him the first time, so why is he pushing him again and again if he knew that he can't do tshuva? LMI from the Gemara itself, you see that it doesn't mean the simple pshat that he can't do tshuva. There's no such a thing. LMI, usually when a person comes to do tshuva, some Messiah I say, a boletire Messiah I say, there's a hell, the Ebesha comes and helps a person to do tshuva. Chutzmah means that Acher is not going to get this help from the Ebesha. But, Al Rebbe says in Tanya, Dochak v'nichnes, if a person pushes, there's no person that cannot do tshuva. So therefore even Acher is able to do tshuva, and that's what Rav Meir was telling him. Rav Meir is telling him, even you could still do tshuva. Not only that, in the Chesidosh Svarim it says even more than this, that when it says there, Chutz Ma'acher, usually when a person does tshuva, and there's a help from above, and it's a mitzvah to do tshuva, and he's able to do tshuva, so then it's the tshuva that he does is not so deep, and it's not 100% lishma. Over here, when there's an, a, a, a basket that comes out from above that you can't do tshuva, if Acher would still push himself to do tshuva, you could imagine how deep that tshuva would be. It would be mamish, a tshuva lishma, even though from above there's a basket that said that he's, he can say, I'm potter. That's it. The basket says, I'm potter. Still he does tshuva that's even deeper. That's what Rab Meir was trying to convince him. that No, the other rabbi, you can do a deeper tshuva. But Acher, the problem with Acher was, it says in the, some Sfarim, that everything by him, he was using a seichel. He was using a seichel too much, and therefore he came to the conclusion that, that I can't. And therefore he didn't, he didn't, he didn't want to accept Rab Meir's uh, begging him to do tshuva. But we saw, we're still not finished over yet. The story continues. What happened? Tokfei, Rab Meir grabbed Acher, Aile lebei medrasha. He schlepped him into the bismedrash. Amalil Yenuke, he said to a child that he met there in the Bismedrish, Psoikli Psukecha, tell me the Pasuk that you learned today. You know, we have this thing just in the story of Purim also, when Haman said Psoikli, this is something that a Pasuk that a child says, it's like a Nevuah. So Amaloi, the child said the Pasuk as follows, Ein Shalem Amma Hashem There's no peace Hashem says for the Rishayim. So this was a Pasuk that Acher heard, basically as a message to him, that David does not want to accept. So Rab Meir did not give up hope. Rab Meir schlepped him into yet another Bismedish. Tell me a Pasuk that you learned today. So the Pasuk that this child said also similar. Even if you're going to try to wash yourself with soap, and you're going to try to use all kinds of cleaning agents to wash yourself off, the stain of your Aveira still remains. In front of Hashem. So again, he got the same message that Hashem is not accepting his Shuvah. He brought him yet into another shul. He said to a child, Tell me the Pasuk you learned today. He said the Pasuk, And you are spoiled. What are you going to do? Why are you trying to adorn yourself? You're going to put out clothing, scarlet, you adorn yourself with gold, and you, you put makeup on your eyes. There's no reason for you to beautify yourself. This is all a marshal for a person that's trying to do tshuva and Hashem does not accept the tshuva. So again, the same message that Acher got. He brought him into a fourth shul. He took him from shul to shul altogether, took him into 13 different shuls to hear Epis, a good message that will be ma'ered him to do tshuva. And it didn't help. They all repeated and said psukim to him, similar, similar vein. 
So what happened? Le Basra by the last one, the last shul that he brought him into. He told the child, "Tell me a pasuk that you learned today." And the child said the pasuk. The says to Arasha, "Why are you learning my Torah?" So the Gemara says, This child, he was speaking, but he was stuttering. He wasn't speaking clearly. It sounded, instead of the word, it sounded like he said, that Hashem says to Elisha, which was the name of Acher, why are you learning my Torah? So, so this was Mamash, like a clear message that he heard from the Eibishter that he shouldn't learn Torah. So what did Elisha, what did Acher do? So some say, Sakina have a day, he had a knife in his hands, Vikare, he tore the child into pieces, Vishadre And he sent around the pieces of this child to the 13 shoals that he was in. The, the Benishai in the Sefer Ben Yayad actually says that no, that Gemara does not mean literally that he tore the child. It means that he tore the sefer that the child was learning from and he sent it to the different shows. Others say, Omar, he said, He commented and said, If I had a knife in my hands, have a Quran alay, I would, I would uh, tear up this child into pieces. Then, when Acher passed away, Omri, so when he came, when his neshama came up above, so what happened? This was, a, it was a, a difficult court case. So they said, Loi maiden ledaine. We cannot punish him and judge him to, to go into Gehenim because of all the Torah that he learned in his lifetime. But And we also can't bring him to the world to come, into Ganeiden or into Elam Haba because of all the Avedis that he did in this world. So... The, the Gemara explains, He cannot be judged to go into Gehenna because of all the Torah that he learned. He can't be brought into Elam Haba because he sinned. So Rab Meir was aware about this, that the, this court case, that they didn't know what to do with him. And Rab Meir, which was one of his students, he said, Better that he should be judged and punished. And he should suffer the, the punishment, and then he'll be cleansed, and he'll come to the Torah Haba. Then Abmeya said, When will I pass away? And I will see to it that he should go into Gehenim, and the smoke will come out of his caver. So Abmeya said, he's going to intercede on his behalf to see that this should happen. So that's what happened. passed away. Smoke came out of the cave of Acher, meaning that he brought him into Gehenim, that then he should be able to come to Elam Abba. Amr Rabbi Yechenen, so Rabbi Yechenen said about what Rabbi Meir accomplished, he wasn't impressed, he said, Gvurte lemikle Rabbi, is this such a big strength, is this such a great thing, that you're, that you're the one that caused, that your Rabbi, which was Acher, Rabbi Meir's Rabbi, should be in Gehenim. And Rabbi Yechenen commented as follows, Chad Havabinona, there was one amongst us that went off the way, and we can't save him from going into Gehenna, we can't, we don't have enough schusim to save him that he should be able to go into Elam Abba. And Rabbi Yechenen said, If I'm going to grab it onto him with my hands, man who is going to take him away from me? No one's going to stop me. I'm going to grab him and I'm going to schlep him into Ganeiden. Omar and Rabbi Yechenen said, When will I pass away? And I will see to it that the smoke coming out of his caver should be extinguished, that he should go out of Ganem. So that's what happened. passed away. The caver of, of the caver of Acher, so the smoke that was coming out of there stopped. 
Pasach Aleya who sabdane, so this, this eulogizer said about Rabbi Yechanan, I feel a shame at Pesach, even the guard by the, by the doors of the Gehenim, lo yomad lefanecha, Rabbeinu, did not stand in your way, in the way of Rabbi Yechanan, he was able to go into Gehenim and schlep him out and bring him into Ganeidim. Sakti Gemare, bitoy shal acher, the daughter of Acher, Asiya lekameide Rabbi, came in front of Rabbi, Omer and she said to Rabbi, Rabbi Parnaseni, Rabbi feed me, give me, give me to eat. Marlah, so Rabbi said to his daughter, Basmiyat, who are you? Omrallah, she said to him, Bito yishal acherani, I am the daughter of Acher. Omrallah, so Rabbi didn't want to feed her. Rabbi said, Adayin yesh mizarai ba'ilam. There's still from his descendants in the world, Vaksev, the Pasek says about the sinners, that loinin v'leinechet ba'amai ve'ein srid b'megurov. Not a, not a, a, a grandson or a great-grandson or no, no leftovers that should be, that should live amongst us. So why are you still alive? So she responded to Rebbe and said, Rebbe, remember the title that he learned in this world. Don't remember the actions, the Averis that he did. Yad immediately, Yarda Eish, a fire came down from heaven, and it, it singed the bench that Rebbe was sitting on because of the fact that he embarrassed Acher by, by did not wanting to feed his daughter. So we see over here, after everything said and done, Acher had his great, great merits. Bacha, so Rebbe cried, Vamar and said, Vamar Rebbe, Rebbe said, If those that learn Teireh, and then they become disgraceful through the Teireh that they learned because they don't go in its ways, nevertheless, their schus is still so powerful. And look what happened, this fire came down now, most definitely those that learn Teireh and follow the ways of Teireh and are praised with the Teireh that they learn how much more so, how powerful is the schus of Teireh. Now going back to one of the stories we had before, that Rav Meir on Shabbos was following after Acher that was riding on a horse, trying to learn Teire from him. How did Rav Meir learn Teire from Acher even after he was doing Aveiris? What's the meaning of the Pasuk? We learned this in Mayit Katan. The Gemara says, that the Kayin, he keeps his das, and that from him you should, you should look to learn Taita from him. Because he's compared to an angel. What does this mean? If the teacher you're learning from is a Yerei Shemayim, and he's similar to a Malach, you should learn Taita from him. Otherwise, do not learn Taita from a teacher that's not a Yerei Shemayim. So how is he trying to learn Taita from Acher? answers, Rabbeinu found another pasuk that he dashed and that allows him to learn Torah even from such an individual. It says, you should listen with your ears. Hear the words of the wise. In your heart, you should put into my das. What does this mean? So you don't have to hear their das, but it says meaning if you're learning from a person that's a rasha. So even so, be careful not to be influenced from their own opinions because he's a rasha. But you could learn from them taita, which is daiti, which is Hashem's taita. That you could learn from them. That's the pasuk that he darshan. Of Chanina Amar Meihach. Of Chanina said he darshan a different pasuk. Shimi basri vahati oznech see and then listen with your ears. B'shichichi amecha beisovich. Forget your nation, forget your father's house. So what this means is that you can forget the person himself that you're learning from. Forget, to be, don't be influenced from him himself to learn from him. But at the same time, you should listen to him. You should listen to the Torah that he has. 
So therefore, Rav Meir said, even from Acher, I could listen to the Taita that he teaches. So the Gemara asks the question, but Dodi. So we have a contradiction of the Psukim here. Before it said you could only learn from someone that's like a Malach Hashem. Now it says you could, you could learn Taita from anybody, as long as you're focusing on learning from him, only the Taita. So the Gemara answered, it's not a question. Like If you're a Godl, and you know to be careful not to learn from his ways, you can learn Taita from him. But if you're a Cotton, and you don't know how to be careful to learn only the good, then you can't learn Taita from him. Ki so when Abdimi came, Omar, he said, Omri b'marave, in Eretz Yisrael, they said that Rab Meir, the Bachir adds, Ashkech Tamri, he found dates, Ochal Tachle, so he ate the dates themselves, Vishadah Shichle Lebra, and he threw out the peels to the outside. Meaning he only took the good from Acher, but the rest he threw out. Dorash Rave, Rave Darshan, Maidachsev, what's the meaning of the Pasuk that it says, Alginas, Ego is Yeraditi, I went down to a garden of nuts, Lidois ba via nachal to see over there the streams that, that flow there. What does this mean? Why are tamid chachamim compared to nuts? Laimalachat to say as follows: Ma egoizeh, just like a nut, the way it grows, avabishim aluchlech betid to betzayeh, even when it gets very dirty, emashe betoichin nimas, but it has a thick shell around it, and what's inside does not get disgusting. Av tamad chachim, the same is with the tamad chachim, avabishu sarach, even after he sinned. It does not make the Torah that's inside of him disgusting. So therefore you could learn the Torah from him. Rabbi Bashile encountered Leo Anovi. So he said to Leo Anovi, What is the Abish doing now? So he told him, Abish is repeating the halachas that all of the Rabbanon are, are learning. But the halachas that Rabbi Meir is saying, his Debish is not repeating. Amalei, Amai. So Rabbi Bashila asked the Leon Novi, why does Debish not repeat the Torah that uh, Rabbi Meir is saying? So the answer is, because the things that Rabbi Meir learned, he learned from his teacher Acher, that went out in a bad way. Amalei, Amai. So Rabbi Bashila asked the Leon Novi, but why is that a problem? Rabbi Meir, Rimei Mozart, Rabbi Meir found a pomegranate. What's inside the seeds that you can eat? He ate and klibasa zarak and the shell outside he threw out. So what's the problem? Amalei Eliyahu After Rabbi Bashila said this, Eliyahu Navi tells him, "Ahashte ka'amar." Now the Eibush actually is repeating something in the name of Rabbi Meir. Now that you said so, Meir bini Yaman. The Eibush is saying, "Meir, my son says that v'zman sha'adam etzdayer. Any time a yid in this world has any pain, shchine ma loshne meres. What is the shchine saying about this?" Kolani Meiroshi, Kolani Mizroi. Kaviyachal Eivishter says, My head is heavy. The word Kolani Rashi says means is not light, which means it's heavy. My head is heavy upon me, my, my arms are heavy upon me. In other words, when a Yid goes through pain, the Eivishter suffers Kaviyachal together with the Yid. And in Kach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Al Daman Shal Rishayim, if the Eivishter even has pain on the blood that's spilled by the Rishayim, how much more so, Kavachaymer, Al Daman Shal Tzadikim Shanishbach, on the blood of Tzadikim that is spilled in the world. So the, the Mepharshim say it's an interesting thing. The Eivishter did not want to repeat anything that Rabbi Meir learned, because he learned it from Acher. But when Rabbi Barshila explained that it's not a problem, because he ate the good and throughout the bad, then Mitamal, the Eivishter started repeating what Rabbi Meir said. The Eivishter knew this in advance also. But some say that here you see that the Eivishter only wants to repeat what even in the eyes, in the Arachayim, Kaddish says this, and that the Eivishter also will only repeat from a person that in the eyes of people he's a tzaddik. 
People saw Rabmeyu learning from Acher and people didn't look at it with a good eye. People looked at it as a strange thing. Why is he learning from Acher? But the Hebishter knew the truth that he was only taking the good. After Rabbi Barshila said this to people and expressed it here below, then the Hebishter started uh, repeating also the words from Acher. Amale Mazutre, Mazutre said, uh, one second, I skipped the line, sorry. Uh, Shmuel found the student Rav Yehuda that was leaning on the, uh, the doorpost and he was crying. So Shmuel said to Rav Yehuda, Why are you crying? Sharp one. He always referred to him as a sharp student. Why are you crying? So he answered him, Is this a small matter? This that it says about the Rabbanon. And the Pasik says, Ayah Seifer. Gemara is going to teach this entire Pasik. The Pasik says, Ayah Seifer, Ayah Shaykel, Ayah Seifer, some Migdalim. So what does this Pasik mean? Ayah Seifer, we are the ones that count. We are the Chachamim that used to count all the letters in the Torah. Ayah Shaykel means, They would weigh the, the important and light mitzvahs in the Torah. Ayah Seifer, some Migdalim. Where are those that would be counting Migdalim, which refers to these... Uh, Towers that are middle of the air, so to speak. So what does this mean? Shal Yishainen Gimel Meis Halachas. They learned three thousand Halachas b'Migdal Haperech Baver regarding Migdal Haperech Baver. There's a couple of shot in what this Migdal Haperech Baver means. Rashi says this refers to the Halachas of writing the letters in the Sefer So you have the Lamed and the way it's written. It's written like like it's Perech Baver. They dash in three thousand Halachas about that. Another pshat is it refers to what they dash regarding the Dera Flogge. A third pshat Rashi says it refers to halachas of Tumah and Tara regarding a Migdal, the halachas that are Mesechta Oilis. Some of Arshim say that the reason why the Gemara says it in a very cryptic manner is because we're speaking about Talmidah Chachamah that became Rishayim and it doesn't want to repeat exactly which halachas it is that they darshan because it doesn't want to repeat halachas of their name. Rabbi also said, Klas boy. 300 questions in halacha, they discussed and asked regarding this concept of Migdala Perech Baver. And we learned in the Mishnah, Gimel Malachim, there are three kings, and Varbaad Yaitis, and another four simple people that Elam Chelik Leilam Even after all the Taita they learned, they still have no portion in Elam Abba. So the three kings, I believe, is Menashe, Yeravam, and the third one I forgot right now. And the four Hadyaitis Rashi he brings are Bilam, Dayig, Achitaifel, and Gechazi. They have no portion in Elam Abba. So this is what Rav Yehuda is telling his teacher, Shmuel, that he's crying about this. That look, that they learned a lot of Taita, but they, they sinned afterwards, and therefore their Taita is, is, so to speak, worthless. So Anan Mai to have So Rabbi Yehuda was crying and saying, "What's going to be with us? What, I'm learning so much Torah, but I, am I guaranteed what's going to happen afterwards to me?" Amalei, so Shmuel said to him, "Shinene, sharp one. Don't worry about this because Tina Haisa Belibam. There was a Tina. Rashi says the meaning of Tina means that they were him from before already, even from before they started learning Torah. So they were him. That's why they went off. They used the Torah in a bad way." So the Gemara says, Acher Mai. If so, what was Taka the issue of Acher? What did he have before that brought him to, to go off the way, even after he learned Taita? So the Gemara is, Zemer Yevani Leiposik Mipume. He was singing Greek songs always, and that's, that was uh, something that was inappropriate. There's two Pshatim in this. Rashi says, because it's after the Chorban, and you're not supposed to have music after the Chorban, that was the issue. But others say, no, it's not, the, the Marshaya says, it's not the issue of singing after the Chorban, but the issue is Bechlal, of the Gaiusha songs that he had on his mouth, which was a sign that he didn't have the proper Yiddish Shemaim. 
It says about Acher another thing. When he got up from learning the Besamedrish, he had different svarim of apicorses that came out of his pocket. So he was already, he had the delicious and this issue already from before. Dr. Nimus Agardi Nimus Agardi was a Nimus, the name of a person that's a weaver. So he asked Rabmeyer, call Amar de Nochus Salik. Anytime you take uh, wool and you put it into the pot where it's going to be dyed, does it come out dyed properly? So he was using this as an analogy. He's asking him, any student that comes to learn Taita, does he come out that he learns properly and he's dyed, so to speak, he gets affected from the Taita properly? On Malay, so he answered him, depends. Call Mandahav and Noki. Agavime. If when you take it all, you share the wool from from the, it comes from the mother, and when it comes from the source, and he's clean, solid. So then, when he comes out of the path, so then the dye is it gets it goes goes good onto it, and it's good. But called the loyavenoki but if he does not connect, if he's not clean from when it comes from the mother, and he's a Russia already from before, and then he goes to learn Taita, so then he's not able to learn Taita properly, and it will, will not affect him properly. Okay, this is the conclusion of the story of Acher.